With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. It's the Waiting for Dexter.com podcast. I'm your host, Craig Lindell. I'm welcomed by Andrew Schnitke, and we are expecting Scott in a little bit. This is a, uh, a special podcast. Uh, it's a special month of podcasts. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We are part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and um, we crossed a threshold in the podcasting world sometime in the last couple of weeks. This podcast has crossed 1,000 episodes. Yay! Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't think, I was trying to think of like one special episode to do for 1,000, and I couldn't think and it's of anything. Me. Oh, <laughs> um, but we've, we've just had too many episodes and too many guests and too many eras of the podcast with, with people really helping us carry the load. So this entire month, the month of April, which is, you know, dead calves walking and, uh, and maybe dead Indians walking. Although that's probably not politically correct. The Indians aren't good. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, Cleveland baseball team walking. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. Um, I just figured, you know, I'd welcome as many people back to the podcast as I could book and I could possibly handle over the course of the next month. And, and so that's how we're going to celebrate a thousand. We've had a lot of, it's hard to believe. I just looked, um, and this isn't even included in the thousands. We've done far more than a thousand, but we started doing these, uh, in 2008. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. So we had uh we had started when uh we brought on um you were the first one to join the site besides the rick scott and myself um so shortly after we had started it you know you had reached out to us and uh wanted to come onto the site so we had we had you and then maybe i don't know a month after you joined we had dan parker uh join uh he was going to cover the clippers and blue jackets and i just remember like like this is like my like most like solidified memory of that time we had started like hey we should try this podcasting thing you know and so it was we didn't know what we were doing we had no format you know or anything and it was just i remember having you and dan on and we were going to talk about um you know not just joining the site but then we were talking about was this the golden era of cleveland sports because in 2007, if you remember, um, that was the year the Cavs went to the finals. The the Browns missed the playoffs, but they went what ten and six, I think, with Derek Anderson. That was the Derek Anderson year. And then the Indians, um, you know, went to the playoffs that year, and uh, we won't talk about what happened there. But uh, yeah, they lost the ALCS to the Red Sox. Yeah, that was the three they blew a three, one lead, I believe if I remember correctly. Um, and, uh, and, but we still talked about, we we're like, is this the golden era of Cleveland? Like 
this is great. Like I just thought, man, we had just started this site. We were growing, we were adding users. We were figuring out this podcasting thing and boy, Cleveland sports was just looking so good and everything just went horrible from there. Like the Indians got, uh, you know, had some horrible years and that was, and then that was, they started shipping off all the players that we loved and especially the Victor Martinez trade. And well, that was uh, the, the, the Eric wedge grinding era. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the Browns, obviously that whole mess the year after the 2008 Browns, after we thought, you know, maybe they were actually going to be good. Uh, they certainly came crashing back down to earth and, uh, you know, the Cavs oh, Cornell got his extension though, right? Uh, he did. And then he got fired uh, for, uh, Terry Rubisky, I think was the interim coach. And then did is that did they go right into Chudzinski then? Was that Chud then who was right no, after? No, that was Mangini. Oh, that's right. That's right. Man. <laughs> How so could you, you ever see. forget? Yeah, that's right. So Mangini, so, Shermer, Chud. Uh, Patton. So clearly though, clearly though, <laughs> that the uh podcast we did about the golden era of Cleveland sports, we knew what we were talking about, but not only did we not know what we were talking about there, I didn't know it, anything about podcasting and it's, uh, you know, that sort of fell apart. We had, for a while, we had a guy who was a radio producer out in LA, uh, Bob Schmidt, who was producing the show for us for a while. He would record us. We would call in and uh, he would record our episodes for us. We did that for a while and then he got busy and, and stopped doing that and, you know, I certainly didn't know how to run a podcast, didn't know what I was doing. So I'm like, um, you know, I, I don't know, maybe this just isn't for me. And at that point, Craig, you kind of just picked up the mantle and said, well, well I'll run with it. I want to do this. And you just went from there and you've just built it from that, from nothing. And you built it into a thousand episodes, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And along the way, when I got tired, we, we picked up the guys like uh, the Browns Friday fumble, uh, more recently, Josh Paloha has done stuff. The the Dairy Brothers Tribecast is by far my favorite Indians podcast. So I think good. this is what year three. Year three I might even four. be year four already. It might be year four already. Um, and I love that. that I love. I, by the way, I just want to say too. I I love t TD doing the solo episode, not letting us down. You know, Matt goes on vacation, and TD's still like, nope, we're gonna. I'm gonna do a solo podcast, and it was great. You did a great job. Yeah. Um. And then over the years, I had, the, I had kind of recurring podcasts. John Steiner used to do a lot with me. I did yep. Casual Friday with Denny. Do you remember oh, the Casual right. Friday series that with Denny? That is right. I, I had forgotten about that. That was back when I was doing two or three podcasts a week where <laughs> I could have a Friday series where it was uh, yeah. Denny and me talking about whatever. Yep. Yep. Those were great. Um, and obviously, I the, the Steiner ones were great, you know. There was a, a, a quite a series with Jeff Nomina where I forced him to quit Twitter. And we talked about that every week for at least a, a month. Um, that was really fun. Talk um, about being ahead of the time. I know. I know. And probably, probably the most important guest the podcast ever had was Scott Rabb. Absolutely. And he, um, he was just awesome. It was so awesome of him to, you know, share his time with us and, you know, I, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I loved him. I, I absolutely loved listening to those episodes with him. You know, he's, he's he just, gave, he's he raw so and he's honest every single week. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and I, 
I always enjoyed it too. Cause like, you know, he would, he wouldn't back down, you know, and he's a, he's a guy who's very, you know, strong in his opinions. And it was fun. It was really fun when you guys would disagree. I don't know if it was fun for you, but, but it was fun for the listeners when you guys would disagree on, on, on things, you know, cause uh, you know, you get like, a, like when I'm on, whenever I'm on, like, I feel like we just agree with on everything. Like you and I tend to agree on a lot of things in life in general. And I think uh, so too. And so, you know, we just kind of like, yeah, I get, you know, I kind of agree with that. But when he, when he was on, you guys would kind of both stand your ground and it was fun. And I, I just, I loved those, those podcasts. Yeah, I was, Scott's a really, for me, kind of a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an emotional guy. And so for me, it was a little bit intimidating sometimes. And it was just, it was just like kind of part of his thing. And I don't, I don't think he, he, he and I always liked each other. It was never a bad thing. Uh, yeah. was, there was never like cross words or anything, but I was still very intimidated by it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard to think that we started in, in 2008, um, you know, back, back before anybody was really doing it. Um, and now we Scott looks like he's in a car. So let's add Scott to the stream. What's up, buddy? Oh, there we go. Hey, what's up, Scott? Can hardly hear you guys. I gotta figure out this audio stuff while I'm driving here. Hold on. <laughs> Fresh off the golf course. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Particularly on brand, Scott Sargent. Um, yeah, you let you let us know when you figure that out with the audio. All right, he logged off for a second. Um, but yeah, so you know, we started in 2008. Then we had a short stint at Blog Talk Radio. I don't know if anybody even remembers blog talk radio, but it was this no. platform where you, you could call on your telephone into a, a call recording software. And, uh, and we recorded that way for a while where all of us would, would gather around our phones <laughs> and uh, it was really hard to have a conversation in that, in that format. It was, it was like, I feel like they were kind of onto something, you know, like, when you see like where we've gone today with like Instagram live and clubhouse and things like that, like I, I really do feel like it was one of those things. It was just ahead of its time. Like it, it was, they were onto this idea of, you know, even like zoom, obviously Google hangouts, like, um, you know, Streamyard, the platform we're, we're using here, like, you know, there's, they, they sort of had the right idea. They just didn't have the technology. Um, to really pull it off, but you know, it was, it was yeah, fun what, to experiment. And anchor anchor is the one that, that kind of perfected it. And then Spotify bought them. I just looked it up. Blog talk radio still exists. Although who knows what, oh, wow. the, what the huh. service is even like now. Um, but yeah, we, it's just, uh, and then, you know, we got, we got legit for a while. We were hosting the podcast, the actual files on our web server. Yep. That's and right. uh, I think we our server almost choked under the bandwidth of everybody downloading the MP3 files, which is yeah we've had lots of issues with that. But that was always that was always fun. The whole process of oh yeah here's this here's the episode here's the file and then manually FTPing it up to the web server. Uh, we had, we just didn't know we didn't know what we were doing. We were just you know you just kind of figure it out. Like I knew if I put these files on the web server that people could in theory download them and then perhaps listen to them somehow. And then you had to manually create an RSS feed. That's right. That's right. And I forgot about the that. RSS yeah. feed is what your iPhone or your, your iTunes in those days, iTunes yeah. would read the RSS feed and go, Hey, there's a new yep. episode. 
I'm going to hit up their server and kill their, their bandwidth bills. Um, <laughs> it was so rudimentary, but like, yeah, like I forgot about that whole, like that whole process of getting approval from Apple to get the iTunes to even find your RSS feed. Like, yeah, man, that was a nightmare. They make it so a, much easier today. It's so it's much a, easier today. It's amazing how far we've come, but it's even more amazing how far the world around us has come. Yeah. In a lot of ways, we haven't changed that much. It's just the yeah. the, the tools and the technology around us. That's, that's who. Um, who do you think are the podcasts that like really drove that, like, it, like making it like the popular platform? Like, I mean, I, I from sports, it's Bill Simmons, obviously, right? Like, oh yeah, definitely Bill Simmons. And then after that, you've got like the the. I think the people who pushed it forward the fastest were probably the radio folks who were out, you know, thrown out of the industry, whether it was Adam yeah. Carolla. Carolla. Yeah, I was just going to say Carolla, a huge one, obviously. Yeah, Carolla's a biggie. Um, and then um, uh, and then the the people who just kind of defined the genre, like Mark Marin, you know, people yeah, who. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. He had been on Air America. And then he came to the podcast platform and totally changed into from the political daily talk to the interview guy and basically created a career. I mean, he had a career and he was a successful comedian, but like he, he launched yeah. himself in the stratosphere with podcasting. Uh, Kevin Smith's was really good too. That oh, was right. Smodcast. Smodcast. That was. It was the first live podcast I ever went to see in a in a in a in a club. Oh, did, you went and saw it. That's awesome. Yeah. Came to Peabody's in Cleveland. It, it was just the, the, I mean, though that podcast was just incredible. To just yeah. hearing like like he's always been an open book, and we talked about this in uh, in our Discord. You know that the whole pro process of listening to like director commentaries and things like that and how good Kevin Smith's were. Well, the podcast was like an ongoing series of, uh, director commentaries, you know, just kind of understanding, you know, where he was coming from. So that was awesome. Hey, Scott, we're talking about kind of the, the people who define the podcast space, you know, cause we started in 2008 and then we, we covered like Adam Carolla and Bill Simmons and Smodcast. Well, I, I assume you listened to, to many of those. Uh, I know you were a Bill Simmons guy. What what do you think were the podcasts that kind of defined the genre? Well, I, I think you hit what you mentioned. I was listening. and I the, When you mentioned Corolla, I think he, he, he'd be the first one to come to mind, right? I mean, he was, he was the first really kind of quote-unquote terrestrial radio guy. Yeah. Um, to to make the jump and i i remember listening to an episode of stern um shit it had to be 15 years ago now i would guess where he was giving Ad adam was a guest on on his show and he was like giving him grief that he was a podcast guy and he's like what's a podcast and who's gonna listen to podcasts and and and, and Corolla was trying to sell him on the whole fact that it's kind of on-demand audio, right? And it was, yeah. you know, you, and now, guess, guess whose show can be downloaded in on-demand clips and everything like that now, right? And Howard Stern. Yeah, Howard Stern. Subscriber. You know, so Corolla would be the, my, my first um, one that you, you guys may or may not have, you know, glommed onto over the years, but the first real, like, business podcast was Freakonomics. 
Um, and those those Freakonomics yep. guys um, parlayed their their podcast and their just kind of out of the box business thinking into that the, the books and everything else that it, and then the websites that it turned into, um, which you know sort of I think paved the way for a lot of the business slash self help slash a lot of the other kind of non humor non sports related podcasting right I think though those two. Yeah would really jump out to me out of the entire out of the entire group and what's really yeah, crazy about I that still one, that's, a, that's that's a really good point because they're uh if you listen to their audiobook their audiobook kind of sounded like the podcast ended up sounding like um and so they they were the first ones to kind of translate the written word the scripted word kind of into the podcast at least as far as my memory goes yeah i i, I still listen to freakonomics today like it's it's a it's still an excellent podcast and it is pretty cool like the concept of where that came from and um and kind of how it originated um obviously another one too is that like was a total game changer from a pop culture standpoint was serial i mean that sort of changed everything for what a podcast was going to be and you know i think some people would argue for better or for worse you know but um but I, I don't know that anything has been as much of a cultural touchstone as season one of Serial was. Like, no, that's a that's a really good point too. Because a buddy of mine just texted me, he was like, "Hey, true crime," and Serial yeah. Serial is a, incredible. It's the greatest, but it also launched a thousand copycats, a, a million copycats. I don't know how many. None of none it, of which are nearly as good, though, right? I mean, right. Even even Serial subsequent to that to season one hasn't been as good. Yeah, they, they, I don't think that I, I, it, you're kind of stuck when you make something like that because not only was it in such a like engaging story to begin with and, uh, and such an intriguing story, so you had that going for you, but like it had never really been done like that before telling that kind of a story over a podcast format that developed week over week. And you, it, I mean, it was where it was like every Friday you couldn't wait to download that new episode to find out what had happened. And the problem is, is once you do that, you can't replicate that again, that feeling, that feeling is gone um, after that. And that's why I think even serial itself couldn't figure out how to recapture that magic. Yeah. And I, I think some of the subsequent podcasts were good. I thought S town was good. I thought some of the different things were, were good, but none of them were ever going to live, live up to that first, you know, you only get one chance to, to, to do it for the first time. And that was, yeah. uh, pretty, pretty special. Um, if you guys, now if you guys it, touched on the pop culture angle where like game of Thrones is huge. So then four or five different outlets turn that into game of thrones podcasts which are also huge and kind of profiteer and sell ad space on something someone else is creating when there's there's even one psycho who did a, a podcast <laughs> in the middle of the americans you beat me to the joke god damn it you beat me to the joke <laughs> our own our own david sterling and his wife had had a podcast called the jennings basement that didn't even start at the beginning i think they started in season three it was season three. Yeah, it's the ultimate Dave Sterling move. By the way, is to, is, so to just pick up like you've been pick up like you've been doing it the entire time. That's right. That's right. But I remember like um, Lost when Lost was on. Um, the actor who played uh, Hugo uh, Hurley. Um, 
I don't remember what ah, shit. I can't remember what his name is, but uh, he did a podcast where every week him and his girlfriend at the time would talk about like that week's episode and some behind the scenes stuff. They talked about, I remember like for the final season, he talked about like when he first got the script for the finale and his, you know, where he was coming from that. So like, so that was definitely pretty early. Um, Jorge Garcia. Jorge Garcia. Um, you know, I feel like that was pretty early. That was because that would have been like what, 2008, somewhere around there when 2010, somewhere around there. He would certainly, he would make like 30% more money today for doing that. You know, they, right now oh, yeah. they, the, the, the walking dead has a post show. All these different shows have post shows now. And it's like a 360 degree monetization program in and around the shows. But it's interesting, Scott, what you brought up, the uh, the idea of you don't even have to be involved in the production. Oh, no. you, you could just glom right onto it. Now I will say, I mean, there's, like the like the 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 uh, the ringer version i can't even think of what their what their binge like, mode after, yeah after binge the mode. thrones I mean, they, oh the thrones I mean, one. there's there's just talking about the episode and kind of giving your thoughts and then there is like what jason and mallory were doing and like going like deep into the you know like fourth layer of the onion on some <laughs> of these topics and things that were like well beyond the scope of what a normal podcast would have done right i mean they put the work mm -hmm. in they you know you could tell that everything they did was was exceptionally you know high-end production and, and and researched so i mean there, to the point that bill bill simmons and company had to make a rule that the podcast couldn't be longer than than the piece of work <laughs> right right well, that, well but i mean so so okay so think so that, i mean that i mean you have um you know the the something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard on the, on the WWE front. I mean, they will go sometimes three and a half hours on a single raw episode. Do you know what I mean? Or, or pay-per-view yeah. like right now, like the one that just came out is uh, WrestleMania 12, which is the, just, it's the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania 12. So they're, and, and they're going like three hours on this show and all the production that went into it, the storylines that were going on at the time. I mean, that that kind of stuff is 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 premium level material, right? I mean, it's not just yeah. you know I, I'm a huge wrestling fan, but no one's listening to me talk about WrestleMania 12, <laughs> right? I, mean, I just don't I don't I don't have the insight that someone who was writing the stories at the time, you know, 25 years ago has. So I mean, that's it's yeah they're they're certainly not all created equal. I think no. that's I think that's an interesting point because like the, it wrote. Like it does feel a bit like today, like whatever you're interested in, if you're interested in wrestling, if you're interested in Marvel movies, um, you know, if you're interested in Cleveland sports, you know, whatever, whatever it is, like, you know, obviously there's always been like, you you know, you can search Google, you can go on Twitter and find things to follow. But like your move today is to find the podcast, like whatever your interest is, find the podcast. And then you've got endless hours of just deep dives into that material um and you just learn so much more so much more depth of whatever it is that your interests happen to be the really insane thing is that like my my kid's about to turn 11 he's really into minecraft and he's found a minecraft podcast that he, mm -hmm. he now loves he's like hey dad can can my for my birthday can i do the patreon and i'm like <laughs> 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 All right. Well, now I guess I'm a, I'm a subscriber to a Minecraft podcast for my yeah. kid. We're, and, and by the way, this this so makes me feel like. On, real, real... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. 
No, no. So on ter- in terms of there are the heat of the moment kind of podcasts, right? And like where it's time sensitive. If you don't listen to it within 48 hours after it being released, you may as not well, you may as well not listen to it at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus sort of the evergreen, like, like the Bruce Pritchard stuff, where if you listen to it a year from now, you know, the material is still the exact same and you still learn something, right? Like is there, where do you guys kind of fall on that spectrum of timeliness versus kind of long form evergreen kind of stuff? Go ahead, Andrew. Uh, I, I think for me, it sort of depends on a couple factors. Like, so one thing I realized about a year or so ago was that like my listening time shifted from music way too far into podcasts. Like I was listening to too many podcasts and I was like, I'm not listening to enough music. Like I needed to shift that back. So I had to cut down a lot of podcasts. And what I found was I actually cut a lot of the evergreen stuff. Like I sort of was down to what worked for me was I was going to listen to a new episode. And if I didn't get to it within, like you said, 48 hours or so, I kind of would just delete it out of my archive and just, and just move on. Um, However, I would say over the, since like COVID started, since the pandemic started, I've, felt myself shifting back a little bit more into podcasts and listening to a lot more of the, uh, of the evergreen like series type stuff. So it's uh, so I, I like this question cause I almost feel like I need two podcast apps. I, I, I've got my dailies. <laughs> I've got my, my sports dailies. I got my business dailies. I especially love as, as dry as they can be. Sometimes they're, they're like 15 minutes. So I love the wall street journal daily podcast, whether it's the tech one or whatever else, it just feels like, it's it's bite-sized and I like it. But then, you know, if if there is a, a long form podcast with multiple episodes that tells a longer story, I will I will download them all and I will binge on them um usually. But then the thing that I hate the most is like you'll be subscribed to a, a big time serial that you listen to for 10, 12, 14 straight weeks, and then it never shows up again, except for them to advertise <laughs> other podcasts that you you haven't subscribed to yet. Yeah, <laughs> that, that one, one, that one, one al- happens to me a lot. That one always kills me too. Like you kind of get in like that routine and that habit. That happened to me like last year when The Office did their um, their big uh, podcast. It was the actor who played Kevin. He did a whole dive into the whole series and it was awesome and it like became part of my routine where every wednesday the new episode would come out and i i was using it and then all of a sudden like it was over and then all of a sudden i'm like well what do i listen to on wednesdays now like you just created like this big hole there that i'd gotten used to and that's that's always like the funny thing is when all of a sudden that happens and that ends and you're like well now what yeah um all right, Scott, you disappeared. You were running the conversation there for a second. No, that's why I was I was trying to find my headphones because I think my mic's acting up a little bit. But um, no, I think and, and I think that touches on the beauty of the whole medium, right? I mean, you think of like in our space, you know, Basketball Jones was probably one of the first daily sports yes. podcasts, right, where they got together every day and they talked about last night's games. And it was incredibly entertaining and it really well done. And it it morphed into video and everything like that. But that said, if you 
if you miss Monday's games or Monday's show and it's the next thing you know, it's Thursday, you're, you're probably not, you know, going to go back and tune into that. Right. So I, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a touchy, it's a touchy thing. And I think it's the same with the written word in terms of blogs and everything that we do too, is, you know, it's, you know, especially when we were doing like, like Andrew with your daily, you know, your nightly camps pieces that you were doing for years. Right. Yeah. You know, the beyond the box score stuff. I mean, after, if you're, yeah. You're probably not going to read Monday's game on Thursday, and I just, you know, I think you're mm -hmm. starting to see that a little bit on, on the podcast front, where it's either, you know, like the Office Girls. Are you guys familiar with that? With where it's like yep. Jenna Fisher and Angela, and they're they go back through episode by episode of The Office, and like they can do that because we all we we all know every episode of The Office, and it's fun <laughs> to hear kind of that backstory stuff. And I wonder sometimes some of that space is just being gobbled up by the people who are a part of those experiences who could probably tell it better than any of us could at any point in time. Well, and then there's, there's kind of a parallel between what's happening in podcasting, what happened to us back in the blogging days, because, you know, when we started, when you guys started waiting for next year and shortly after when I came on board, the content that we were producing and, and the, the niche that we were filling in the media market was not being filled by anybody else. It wasn't being filled by cleveland.com. It wasn't being filled by WKYC or any of the TV channels or any of the radio stations. And then shortly after, and not, I'm not giving us all the credit, blogging was bigger than us. Um, shortly after we and the rest of the bloggers kind of started doing those, those constant posts and those iterative updates on every sports team, the, the big media companies started hiring bloggers and hiring people to do those style of, of stories. Um, and and uh, there's almost no place for us anymore. I was, I was yeah. covering an Indians game with TJ Zuby. Um, I'm trying to think actually allowed to cover Indians games. It had to be, it had to be back when I was welcome. They, it was, we were talking probably five, six years ago now. Um, they, I was, it was, it was pre, I'm trying to think of a way to timeline it. So we had written a post, I think that day, somebody on KNR, this was back when TJ was still with WKNR. And I, I don't think you'll mind me telling the story. Uh, and there was a really good interview on the radio at that point in time. And so, and we wrote a post with, with a drop quote or two of, that was uh, on the interview. It was whatever the guest said. I can't even think of what it was. And it ended up doing really and, well. And we used to, we used to sit on those, we used to sit on those interviews on 92.3 and 850 WKMR. Right. We were right. turning so, like, all those into blog posts. Somebody, somebody at that point in time picked, right, picked it up. And he's like, so you guys just wrote a post about an interview we did and, and, and did the quotes and stuff. And I'm like, it was an interview. All we were doing was, you know, like he, he wasn't offended by it, but he was like, well, shit, that's a good idea. And then, mm -hmm. and then now, every, you know, 923 The Fan and 850 and every, everybody else's, every, every guest that is interviewed, it is not only clipped and, and saved as it's only, it's as, as it's the same interview. There's quotes and it's pieces and it's a Browns player. There were writers writing a story about it. And it's, it, and yeah, it, it, people are hired to do it full time. And, you know, suddenly, you know, we're not the victim by any means. Um, but, you know, that was that was the way the, the web was back then. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, those guys are at least able to monetize beyond the 20 minutes that that segment, those segments were right. I mean, 
a lot of a lot of people that we like in this space are still employed because they're able to get sales heating and cooling to sponsor a blog post. You know, I think that that kind of stuff goes a long way. It's really funny because we didn't we didn't make any any crazy money off of it. We didn't like we didn't really gain a whole lot off of it, but I always take pride in the fact that I feel like we were part of like the change engine. Like we did help mold the media market and I'm, I'm not sure that it's necessarily better, but I, I, we were there, we did something, we were trying hard, we worked really hard and, and something happened, you know, uh, just being part of it uh, was always enough for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, when we when we first started, it was really just about fill, filling that void. Um, I, you know, I certainly, I certainly know that's why I started doing it. It was like, well, if I'm not getting the coverage of these sports teams the way I want, like, I can do it. So I'll, I'll start doing it, you know, and, you know, Scott was doing the same thing on his own. Rick was doing the same thing on his own. And, you know, from there, it was just like, hey, well, let's, let's all just, you know, sort of combine our efforts here into one thing. And it was always just really, especially when we first started, it was just providing whatever that void was that we weren't getting from the Cleveland sports media. And, you know, I think, you know, Brian Windhorst, he had his blog, which was really good. Um, he was doing it with for uh, Akron for the Beacon Journal at that time. This was before he was even with the Plain Dealer. Um, and that was really good. Um, outside of that, like you were not getting much analysis. Like it was pretty much just, Hey, this happened. Like the Browns made a trade. This is who they got and this is who they gave up. And so, um, and so I think that's kind of where it, where it started, but then like we sort of on just naturally, as we added more writers and we were able to be more nimble and do more things, we, that's why we started at it. That's why we started doing headlines and that's why we started, you know, divvying up the ways, different ways we covered the teams, whether it be a preview or a post game thing, or whether it might be like actual statistical analysis. You know, we brought in, you know, when we had Steiner writing for us, he was covering baseball in a way nobody in the Cleveland market was doing at that time. Um, and we had more weekend coverage than most media outlets. Yeah. For, for years. For sure. For sure. And Just so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say we were the reason that things got better. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm just saying we were filling a void at that time. And I just think that over time, the whole market shifted and adapted and, you know, people just naturally started doing some of the same, same things we were doing. Um, and it's just been fun to be a part of that journey, I think. Yeah. And the podcast fit into, um, right. so you, kind of b before we go, uh, the, the key here, the key uh, notes from this is, this whole month, we couldn't think of just one podcast episode to celebrate a thousand. So I'm going to try and get as many people as I can who've helped us build this thing. Um, you know, for me, I, if I, other than Scott Rabb, who I've already mentioned, probably my favorite thing that I've ever done. I pretended to be a movie reviewer for an entire summer where Brian Spath and I basically watched every summer movie. Yeah. I remember that. And we podcasted the entire Hollywood popcorn summer. And I, it was unbelievable how many movies I like, I would put the kids to bed and I'd go out to the movies by myself to watch some garbage film that I really didn't even want to watch, but I knew I had a podcast about it with Brian Spade. 
Um, so I, I just I, it, it uh, was. Was his when Brian was doing the his basketball podcast? Was that on our on our network or was that his own thing? I think that was his own thing. He, we he just had the sign. We just had the and then he was doing the news. He was doing the newsletter through our site, or at least he had the signups. But the and then obviously, like I don't think was that him waiting for next year podcast the turtle call. When he uh, when no, you turtle guys called calls up was the, a separate thing. No, but, yeah. I know turtle calls was a separate thing, but I think on our podcast. You had him on, and you guys called uh, eight fifty WKNR. <laughs> and you, you said, when they asked who was, who was on the line, he said a turtle. Yeah, the guy called, thought he, he said a trell. <laughs> he called the really big show, and uh, it was uh, it was Rizzo and Hammer. And uh, they asked who it was, and he said it's a, t- a turtle. <laughs> and the guy thought he said a trell or something. Like, we got we got a trell on the line. <laughs> It was oh. so classic. It was so good. I was just dying when that I, happened. I, I'll tell you too, though. So you mentioned Brian's newsletter. Yeah. Now look at this. Now everybody's doing newsletters, right? I mean, that's that, true. You know, that's not. I'm not again. I'm not saying that like, it, you know, we we were a watershed moment by any means. You know, we, we clearly didn't monetize it or do anything, you know, earth shattering with it. But yeah. you know, now the, the newsletter thing is huge in in in, in our space. So, you know, now yep. they're not turtles writing it or anything along those lines. <laughs> but, you know, that, what a the run the bright hey. era with waiting for next year was. Yeah. Is, this, is this where you announced to everybody that we're going to go fail on Substack too? <laughs> I'm like waiting for Scott to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the energy for it. <laughs> so was there was there any particular era or or guess uh, other than me, of course, that, uh, that that sticks out that we haven't talked about yet? Um, I think I feel like we hit like the the big ones for me. Um, you know, uh, I. Certainly, I mean, certainly, like, I mean, certainly, Scott. Scott was awesome, um, but I will say too, like, it's it's kind of funny to think, like, when we first brought Friday Fumble on board, I when we first did that, I didn't realize it was a joke. I'll admit that now, and like, <laughs> I, like the first time I listened to it, I was like, what? I was like, what is this? Like, what kind of show did we add? Like, this is, this is messed up. You know, like, obviously, like, I mean, I figured it out before the end of the episode. It wasn't like season two when I was like, wait, are, is this a joke? But, uh, but I think like, I've, I've really enjoyed having Friday Fumble be uh, a part of this too. Like, um, you know, the, the, the running jokes from year to year are great. Um, even the bit like, uh, like this year, like the whole like that they didn't know COVID was going on was pretty good. I I enjoyed. Way to that. tear down the fourth wall, Andrew. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't. And like so, uh, you know. So that's an, that's just been another thing that's been uh, Those a Ravens lot of fun to have. Really struggling with attendance. That <laughs> uh, the. the uh, the everybody was copying off of Stefanski and covering their face so they couldn't read the plays. <laughs> but it's the simple things. It is. 
I still miss right, the rodeo he... Paloha. Yes. Yeah. Also, when Will when Will Gibson was with the site, and Will would do appearances on Friday Fumble, is just all kinds of different characters. Were Anthony Disgustini? Oh my God, just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Any parting shots, Scott? to catch up i uh i think i'm, I'm a little bit delayed no yeah, we and, he, and he's gone this is perfect <laughs> oh here you go you don't want to keep making it about us i think the so where'd you guys go uh -oh. there you are you're back all right start over now here there no, I don't want to keep making it about us and things that we've done and everything like that. I think it's just been a fun ride um, to see the evolution of everything that we've done over the years, the way we've approached it, the 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 hits, the misses, more importantly, um, you know, everything that, you know, we, you know, I think I'm, I'm proud of everything we've done from, you know, Clayman's doodles to, you know, the, the long form stuff to the short form stuff to the you know, every, everything that we had, had been doing and it's great to see the podcast and I'm uh, being a part of evergreen and everything else that, that we're, that we're doing now. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not, not bad for a bunch of guys and, and occasional women without, you know, doing this full time. Right. I think it's, you know, everything we've done while also carrying full-time jobs and, and, and the, the friendships that we've made along the way, I think have been irreplaceable. So I'm, you know, it's there. We could always sit back and wonder what we could have done if if there was a little more time or money or effort that, that we had available to us. But I, I don't think I'd change anything for the world. Well said. Yeah, I think that's a perfect place to stop. I'm going to give us an outro. Um, it's the Waiting for Next Year .com podcast. We're part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can find us at waitingfornextyear.com. And also, please make sure you listen to the other podcasts that are kind of part of our network. The Nail in the Coffin, Cleveland and Beyond, and all the other stuff that Andy Billman works on. Um, you know, he's also uh, he's also live on Instagram after every single Cleveland sports contest, practically. Um, so go go find that as well. And uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. It's been the Waiting for Next Year .com podcast. Hello. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.